You are listening to the Weekend Early Show And now we're going to talk about uh, having, uh, you know, the art of having a conversation So what would you actually consider to be a life skill? Uh, for me, it would be riding a bicycle, reading, driving, writing, swimming, you know, the list goes on And important skills uh, in the event of an apocalypse or a day-to-day living in Cape Town You know, uh, you know exactly what I mean So almost, uh, though, um, something very important is the ability to have a meaningful conversation and many people struggle and do not have the confidence to do so. They need the skills to do so. As uh, as any business person will tell you, it's actually considered a soft skill. And, of course, networking is absolutely key. But to be good at networking, you have to be good at conversations. So that's where confidence coaching comes in. And joining me right now is Sanaina Laka, a confidence coach and Toastmasters MC. Uh, welcome to Weekend Early. It's such a pleasure to have you talking to us. Hi, good to be on your show, Impo. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, it's an absolute pleasure. And, you know, I always think that, I mean, somebody like me, you know, I I am somewhat of an extrovert. And sometimes I may even take it for granted, uh, you know, when it comes to starting certain conversations. But, you know, it doesn't come to us easily. It doesn't come to certain people easily. And sometimes also uh, extroverts do need a bit of a refresher course now and again as to how to uh, rightfully and mindfully uh, start conversations. So... Uh, how, how? What do you think is actually the, the best way to do so? So I think that we all struggle with conversations at some point. I'm sure you can uh, relate to me when I say there are certain people who in your mind you've built up to be, you know, higher than you or better than you or you're not exactly sure what to say. And that's something that's very natural for us because we're human. So in starting a conversation, it's to remember to be yourself, to be natural, to be authentic. And one of the reasons people really struggle with not having to have a conversation is because of their confidence level. And the biggest issue there is overthinking. Uh, if you think about perhaps somebody that you're nervous about talking to, a manager or a boss, or going to ask somebody for a raise, you walk in and your confidence levels are low and you're not exactly sure what to say and you're fumbling and you're nervous, and that's when you kind of lose it. So it's about having a belief in yourself and it's about understanding that that person is equally valuable and has equal value and worth to you. And, you know, that, that is absolutely true. And, you know, as you are explaining this, I actually do recall, um, you know, uh, like you were saying, we're all human. And even sometimes I think the, the the most outspoken extrovert in a certain setting, they can actually become reduced to, well, I won't say reduced to, but I'd, I'd say they become more of the introverted part of themselves. Um, just a, a, an example, I actually, there was a time when I worked for a tech startup and I really felt out of my depth. Uh, you know, I'm really quite, uh, I can be uh, quite chatty and I felt out of my depth because I honestly felt as though I was not, um, you know, intellectually when it came to technology, I wasn't on that certain level. So I kind of felt conversationally, I became somewhat withdrawn, which is, which was unusual. But I think in the, in those different, in different settings as well, I think that may also play a role in that. And I think that's where the overthinking can also start happening. Yes, and the minute, import, the minute you're overthinking, the minute you're thinking that somebody else is better than you or you're questioning what to say is when you put somebody else on a pedestal and you suddenly get diminished into something or someone very small and you're questioning your worth. And at that time, you really fumble because you're not in the moment. You're not present. You're not really connecting with somebody. You're trying to think about the best way to perform in front of somebody else. And you're either performing or you're connecting. And I think that I would choose connection any day. 
And I love the fact that you say performing because now that I think about, um, you know, when, when it comes to the differences between performing and connecting, you know, with performing, I think, uh, sometimes, uh, what can happen in a conversation, I think we, you know, we, we kind of, we've been taught about certain cues and what to pick up on as, as to how to, uh, start certain conversations, you know, pick the right, uh, icebreakers. And I think sometimes we may pick, we may actually select ones that may not necessarily be suitable. And as a result, we're not necessarily being authentic in that moment and that actually stops us from connecting. Yes, that's exactly it. And so one of the things I wanted to share with you today was three ways that you, you as well as your listeners, anyone out there wanting to build a confidence in conversation can remember these three things to help you be a better conversationalist with anyone. So can I go ahead and share them or do oh, you yes, want please. to chat about Okay, so the, the first yours. part is, is the first one is courage. So I've chosen all these because, as you know, I'm from the Confidence Institute, and I want yes. you to remember C and confidence. So the first one is courage. Just show up. It's an arena. You're talking to somebody. Be, have the courage to show up and just be there and to be available. Listen. Your body language. So smile. Be open. Have eye contact with somebody. And the biggest thing, Impo, if you can agree with me, is yes. the most annoying thing is talking to somebody and they're looking at their phone. Oh, yes. I don't know if you've had that happen to you. Oh, the oh, uh, what do they call it? Fubbing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. Uh, that's definitely a turn off, I'm, I must admit, uh, in any exactly. conversation, in, in, in any social setting. Exactly. So your phone is literally something that people hide behind. They're a little bit scared of being seen and a little bit scared of being heard. And as such, they use their phone as a way to hide who they really are. And mm-hmm. as such, when you meet, meet someone like that, you actually get totally turned on and, and you disengage from them. And in turn, that person is, is then saying, oh, I'm invisible. I'm not being seen. I cannot connect. I cannot have a conversation. Put your phone away, rule one. Connect yes. with somebody like it was the 90s. There was no Wi-Fi. Yes, just exactly. connecting. You know, that's the first part. If you just have the courage to to show up in that conversation. The second one is curiosity. Mm. But the whole thing is, the biggest thing about humans is that we want to be seen and we want to be heard. And if you're curious in a conversation, you're actually asking people about who they really are and what they really are all about. And at the same time, you're listening to what they're saying and how they're responding. And you may find that people will ask you things about yourself that you may have never thought about. They might say to you, oh, do you like going on holidays? Where would you like to go on your next holiday? And you possibly didn't think about that. And in that way, your curiosity builds in the conversation about yourself as well as the other person. And you're sharing a part of who you are with somebody else, which is the most amazing, beautiful, incredible connection you can have. And, you know, speaking of which, I mean, just as you're describing now, uh, we can, I think we can certainly say that conversation goes beyond an exchange of words. So it's, it's about an alchemy of, of interaction at best. Would you agree with that? Yes, I love it. And I think you, the way you introduce the topic to your listeners in terms of the art of con- communication and conversation, I love that. It's so beautiful. It's poetic. And I think for me, conversation should be that. Conversation should be, you know, totally enjoying the space that you're in, loving the conversation that you're having, walking away, feeling like you've added value and the person you've spoken to has added value to your life. You know, when your heart is just happy, that for me is the art of conversation. 
And, you know, I think, uh, you know, having said that as well, I mean, it's also important to, I mean, I think one of the things is for me is that there has to be some sort of uh, goal setting uh, required when it comes to uh, having conversations, especially uh, with strangers. And I think um, just having just having a proper intention and one of the ones uh, that I actually came across and uh, across uh, somebody who was actually talking about the interactions with people, they said that their whole intention is that they want to walk away knowing that they've actually made that person feel good. Good, that they've actually added to their life in a positive mm. way just from that exchange and that interaction. I mean, we're all energy mm. at the sa- at the at the end of the day, but we want to make sure that we just leave positive pieces of ourselves with with uh, with them. Yes, that's exactly that. And and so confidence in a conversation is about being able to understand you have value and worth, and you ha- you're interesting and you're interested. And the last aspect that I want to share with you. So first was courage. The second was curiosity. Yes. And the third one is connection. And this relates to one of my favorite authors. Her name is Brene Brown. And she talks about a concept called vulnerability. And a quote that, she, that I've read from hers was, you either walk inside your story and own it, or you stand outside your story and hustle for your worthiness. Oh, wow. That is so profound. And that just hits me and, you know, in my heart. Because for me, the last part, connection. When you're sitting and you're talking to somebody and you're connecting, you're deeply connecting. If you're taking a part of yourself and you're sharing that with somebody, and even if that's in a business interaction, even if it's in something that's more of a formal conversation, you're still being vulnerable to talk about a part of your business or part of your work in a vulnerable space and not having to be a performer or act like everything's fine. You're being you. You're authentic, you're real, and you're connected. And you know, I think that is that is so important to keep in mind. And you know, I'm still struck by uh, that uh, that profound quote as well. And you know, it, it certainly shifts our way of thinking when it comes to engaging with people and future conversations. And especially, you know, um, in the professional space as well. I mean, there are a whole host of different types of personalities. And mm-hmm. and especially, and I find, um, you know, when it comes to networking functions, um, you know, you may be attending one where the majority of the attendees are from an industry that are actually far removed from your own mm. and and you know just that can be quite intimidating uh, you know especially yes. when, when you're trying to think of one or two um, icebreakers and especially if it's if it's somebody in, in an esteemed profession or that has mm. a, a very respectable title you know so how mm. can mm. a stranger uh, just or, or just um, with any of our listeners how, how can they actually overcome this uh, especially if they happen to be a stranger to that particular industry at that func- that that uh, networking function Mm. So, again, networking comes down to being authentically who you are, to be courageous to stand up and show who you are. And so some of the basics, as I've explained before, is if you walk up to anybody and you have an open posture, you're not closing your hands and folding them over, you're making eye contact with somebody and you have a smile on your face or you have an open expression and you just reach out and you, you do a handshake. You say, hi, how are you? I'm Sunaina. Better already ever describe it. Possibly to you sounds very confident. This would be somebody that you would want to engage with. And you know, I love I love the fact that especially how much uh, when it comes to I mean, it's it's one thing to be verbally communicative, but uh, body language is absolutely key. We communicate with about eighty percent of 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 our body. That's exactly it. So already before you're even coming to me, 
as you're walking closer to me, I'm already assessing your body language. I'm already trying to figure you out because as humans, we do that. We look at people and we're really judging and figuring them out and wondering whether we want to talk to them or not. So again, if I see somebody that's open and smiling with them, I'm more excited to engage with them, you know, and, uh, you know, asking people questions. The one thing about us is, is the minute we're in contact with people that we feel intimidated by, we almost feel like we need to show and prove and speak and fill the spaces. And what I encourage you to do at networking events is listen, ask questions. So one of the things you could start off with is, hi, Al, how are you? Tell me a little bit more about what you do. And that already opens the floor to the person that you're speaking to then opening up about themselves. People love sharing about who they are. Absolutely. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's such a great focal point to have. And would you also say, um, you know, when it comes to especially uh, fun- attending functions like this, with, with, uh, such as uh, like a networking function, for instance, and just being in that sort of setting where maybe you would have some sort of uh, just some, something in common or maybe it's a, a, maybe a common object. Let's say, for instance, if you happen to have the same, uh, let's say either uh, maybe the same type of uh, earrings or same same model mm. phone or mm. even, for instance, uh, using using sincere fl- forms of flattery, you know, um, if, if those yes. are also helpful tools as well. Yeah. So uh, again, don't be uh, you. You can't be fake. Oh but no. Connect for... on yes. things that are, are there that are real. You know. And if, for example, this, the person that you're speaking to is talking about a project, you could most certainly speak up and say, "That sounds incredible. I've always wanted to hear more about women's empowerment, and I've always been interested in that topic." And you find things that you will connect together with. And that's the thing. It's it's always about, I think, because, I, I mean, I think that also just kind of uh, takes the pressure off uh, and it also just reduces that amount of overthinking when it comes to starting particular conversations. And, of course, they have to be ones that are uh, substantial. And I know with certain people or maybe certain personality types, I think, um, you know, we, we when it comes to just opening up, you know, small talk, I think, um, you know, some people can, can uh, engage in small talk for a, a longer time than others. So how do we balance that out? You know, when when we mm. first meet a person, I mean, obviously we don't want to, um, you know, uh, just uh, overwhelm them or come on too strong with anything mm. that may be uh, dull or depressing. You know, so how yes. do we how do we how do we balance that fine line um, when it comes to using small talk and then you know lead, and then having that lead up to more substantial or just uh, you know more beneficial conversations. Mm. So there was a study done regarding small talk versus a concept called big talk. And what we struggle with is when people are trying to talk about the weather or trying to talk about things that don't really add any value to either of our lives. Obviously, Joburg has been very cold recently, so the weather has been relevant. You know, yes. and that's a small <laughs> talk topic that starts a conversation. Right. And then it leads on to, to, to something bigger. But what I urge you to do is start off with small talk. That's that's where you are going to engage on a basic level initially. It's an onion ring of conversation. So the outer layer of the conversation is always going to be, hi, how are you? Uh, it's been really cold in Joburg or talking about the weather, whatever it may be. And then the under, onion ring gets peeled. So you might ask a question like, so what do you do? And then the person might speak a little bit more. And what I urge you to do is to move forward in the onion ring that you get to a point where you, you get big talk. So we get small talk and the big talk is really where the connection is. It doesn't have to be deep and going into your soul and talking now about your spirituality or things that you may be not feeling comfortable about. It could even just be connecting on a conversation about family 
or about work or about balance or whatever else may be in in your life that you can both connect on and move from small talk to big talk. So the small talk is the introduction. It's the getting to know each other. And then you move on to something that's more meaningful, I would suggest. We are talking about, well, we're having conversations about a conversation about the art of having a conversation. I am speaking to confidence coach, uh, Sanaina Laka, who also happens to be a speech therapist, uh, as well as a business executive coach and also specializes in subconscious coaching as well. And, you know, we're talking about, uh, just how important it is to always be uh, mindful about how we engage with people, how we start those conversations. Also, the feelings that we leave, uh, with the people that we have just had those conversations with and how to be able to hand, handle ourselves in those certain, in those particular settings and how to do so authentically. And, you know, um, I'm actually, uh, Sanaina, I'm actually quite interested uh, about your story. What actually led you mm. to uh, becoming a confidence coach? Could you actually share a bit of your story with us? Okay, so as I spoke a little bit about Brene's quote, which I love, you either walking inside of your story and owning it or you're standing outside of your story and you're hustling for your worthiness. And for me, that's where my story begins because I was a speech therapist and my life on the outside looked perfect. It was this perfect quilt. Everything looked amazing. Um, I was married at the time and in 2010, I went through a divorce. And suddenly, my life just shattered into a million pieces. And Impo, I had no idea how to rebuild with the rubble around me. I just felt completely lost. And I always say that ruin is the road to transformation because that ruin, that rubble allowed me to start looking within and looking at my own confidence levels and looking at what I'd like to shift within my own life. And that was the start of the most beautiful journey of my life. And eventually it led me to the search for purpose, waking up in the morning and being doing what you love and knowing that as you wake up, you're going to be shifting the universe with a message that is unique to you, that only you can share. And through that, I found confidence coaching and I became a coach about two years ago. Oh, that is a, that is an amazing journey. And you know, uh, it's, it's also been, it's also been one that's been filled with many lessons. But now from, from your own, from your own experiences, you're able to, uh, impart to others how they can be their best confident selves, but also being authentic, being sincere in, in how they engage others, uh, regardless of the personality types. And, you know, speaking of which, you know, when it comes to intention setting goals for having, uh, great conversations, meaningful conversations, yeah. would they be different? Would these goals be different for introverts and extroverts or would it uh, doesn't does it really make much of a difference in that sense or uh, would they really use the same type of goals so i think before you meet somebody and you're going to have a conversation you have some idea of what that intention of the conversation is so am i here to just have fun and have a chat or have a conversation is this someone i want to find out more about is it a business conversation that at the end of it i need to have answered some questions about where I'm going with my career, whatever it may be. So those are intentions you need to set before you go in. And the conversation will have a different tone depending on your intention. So as introverts, extroverts, the conversation can be different. I find that introverts listen more and as such, they do absorb a lot more information. And there are times when extroverts are there just speaking and speaking and speaking and can sometimes miss some of the conversation. So the, it boils down to one thing, which is basically just being present in the conversation and listening more and listening without wanting to respond. 
And uh, unfortunately, we had to round off that conversation as uh, informative and beneficial as it was. I must say thank you very much to uh, Sunay Nalaka, who gave us some profound insights as to how to best master the art of having a conversation.